0: Good morning, it's Mimi Kelly, MimiKelly.com on the internet, and Mimi Kelly writes on Facebook and Instagram, and I woke up with a shout under my feet, my husband is so upset, he's like, oh Lord, this woman is shouting like a crazy woman, (sighs) to my amazing chosen ones, the ones who God is carving out a path through difficulty and adversity foster youth and homeless youth. If you are listening to my voice, I am one blessed woman because it is amazing how in this new age of technology, you get an idea, you push a few buttons, and you get to reach um hundreds and thousands and millions. I don't reach millions yet, but um, it's just a wonderful thing. It's a blessing when it's used in the right way. And so today, I'm going to go pretty quickly because I need to cover the H and the O and the U, which are so intertwined together that it's easy for me to do all three in one day. And then tomorrow, I'll come back and just say some thanks and how glad I am that I was able to do this shout on podcasts and how grateful I am for you chosen ones who are going to hold on and be the next generation of leaders so for hope I've already given my favorite scripture and I'm happy to give it to you again it says the Lord gives strength to those who are weary even young people get tired then stumble and fall But those who trust the Lord will find new strength. They will be strong like eagles, soaring upward on wings. They will walk and run without getting tired. I wrote two novels, On Edge and Wings to Fly, and both are based in this scripture. Deep down inside, because I'm creative, so I take liberties, but... That scripture was on my heart. So that is a scripture of hope. There are thousands in that beautiful literary piece of work called the Bible. Pick it up and just enjoy it. Another one, Ephesians 3.17. Stand firm and be deeply rooted in love. As long as you stand firm and have love on your heart, and God on your mind, he is going to take care of you. Another one, the scripture says that no one who has faith will be disappointed, Romans 10, 11. God doesn't take back the gifts he has given or forget about the people he has chosen. That's Romans 11.29. So hope, it is there, it is there for the taking. All you have to do is turn your mind and focus on G-O-D and He will give you an adequate dose of hope to make it through. Another one of the scriptures that I love, Proverbs um, chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. With all your heart you must trust the Lord and not and not your own judgment. I have to say that twice, and not your own judgment. Always let him lead you, and he will clear the road for you to follow. That's a good one. And what happens to me is I get excited about an idea. I start doing it. I start pushing and and planning, and then it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, I'm, like, disappointed. And when I'm disappointed, I sit down, and I'm like, Oh, Lord, what happened? And he taps me on my shoulder and says, it is I, okay? You must follow me, not your own plans. And so hope keeps us grounded um, to know that he will provide the answer to us sooner or later. I read a wonderful passage in the Bible today. Let's see if I can get, uh, I can't get to it fast enough because I don't hope. Have it, But it's Romans. It was in Romans, I believe, chapter 8, and it talked about how we don't know how God wants to use us. We don't know if he wants to use us through willing or through talking or through writing a book or through making a phone call. So trusting God is an adventure, and you have to be patient, and you have to allow him to direct your ways and to tell you what to do. So, it's fun. Overcome. Overcome. Again, I'm moving quickly. So, so. if there are any breaks in my um, speech, that is why I am stopping and picking back up. But even with that, I know it's God. Because I'm telling you, sometimes I come on here to podcast and it just won't do right. But with this material, I can stop. I can cut. I can paste. I can do magic, because God is in it, and I am in him in this moment. So he's with me in this moment as I talk about the H and the O and the U of shout, and the O is overcome, Um, but I don't have to spend a lot of time on overcoming, because what I finally realize in life is that obstacles that we must overcome overcome are really just opportunities for us to practice what we know and to use God's power. So anytime you you get to a point where you begin to be grateful and thankful for the obstacles that come because you realize it's an opportunity for you to use your spiritual muscles, for you to call on God, for you to get in the word and, you know, make that thing right, okay? Okay so so obstacles are just opportunities to use god's power and this is what the bible says it says in all things we are more than conquerors that's romans 8 37 it also says don't worry about anything don't worry about any obstacles they're just opportunities i'm me adding in but pray about everything with thankful hearts Offer up your prayers and requests to God. Philippians 4, 6, 7. Philippians chapter 4, 6, 7. Uh, at the end of this, I'm going to tell you how I got to this point where foster youth and homeless youth and homeless women and women who are... Um, Living in difficult circumstances are always on my heart, and God always calls me back to doing something, even if it's small, to share His word and share His light. Um. And. But I must go to the U. Use God's power, and I used to go to the Union Rescue Mission quite a bit to their women with families unit. Um, one of my soras was the chaplain there for a good while. And... When I would talk to the women there about using God's power, I remember one time praying like, God, how do I help them understand what a powerful person you are? And, you know, we depend upon the power of the iPhone. We expect our iPhone to work every day. We expect friends to not let us down. We depend upon sororities. We depend upon jobs. We depend upon a whole bunch of stuff. And so we know what it means to, believe in things because we believe in uh, people and things all the time. But when it comes to God, for some reason, a lot of us fall short. And at this homeless shelter, this particular time, I prayed and I asked God, show me, how do I let them know? And this is what he gave me. And I just love this. It's It's Isaiah chapter 40. Um, verses 12 through, hmm, I'm going to go through 12 through 18. And I I asked the women, I said, if you're going to depend upon something or someone, don't you want to depend upon someone who has these kind of powers? And it starts in 12. It says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? "...measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure, weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel, and who instructed him? No one. And taught him in the path of justice, Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket. I looked at those homeless women. I said, don't you want to believe in someone who the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the scales? Look, he lifts lifts up the owl's As a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. I'm going to stop right there. Because for some reason, not for some reason, that scripture does it for me. Calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. Weighed mountains in a scale. Who does that? Not the CEO of Apple, okay? He cannot... Uh, Weigh the mountains in the scales and the hills in a balance and count every small dust on the scales. Uh, And the nations are as a drop of a bucket. Let me just stop right there. Anyway, on that particular shout session, there was the youngest girl in the room. And I noticed as I was shouting that she was not um, interacting with us. And so finally... For some reason it really caught my attention and the women began to you know point to her she needs to speak she needs to speak and so finally i said baby you know you're not talking you're not engaging um is there anything you would like to say i can't remember it's been years ago so i can't remember but at the she ended up singing Um, I Believe I Can Fly. She said she couldn't talk. She couldn't speak because she was in such pain, but she could sing. And I said, okay, what can you sing? And she said, I believe I can fly. So she sang it, and she had a beautiful voice. And at the time, I was putting up a play. Um, I had produced it before. It was called Shout. Duh, okay? It was called Shout, and Um, I asked her would she perform the shout at the beginning, I mean, perform, I believe I could fly at the beginning of shout. And um, we had a van full of homeless women come and, you know, I hate to call them homeless women. They're women going through transition because I have just met some amazing women who are in difficult circumstances and in a shelter uh, temporarily. You know, they look no different than than I. And so, uh, you know, I hate that label, homeless women. It's women who are going through a difficult season. But she's saying, I believe I can fly. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. And afterwards, I got a note from her, and I wish I still had that note. And she said... Uh, Mrs. Kelly, I will never, ever be homeless again. I'm now living in an apartment in Palmdale. And she went on, and it just sped my heart. The other time that um, I felt a nudge from God that I would always be in a place of using my voice for foster youth was I had a book called Just Gotta Shout. Duh um and so i was sharing just got to shout the book at Los Angeles County Juvenile Detention Center and the um talk was going to be in their auditorium i had no idea how many who and when i got there i saw just l- hundreds of young girls in orange jumpsuits um under the watch of guards with guns and they marched them in and literally they filled up this auditorium so it's probably 500 600 girls and afterwards I asked the guards could I hang around and talk with some of them in the cafeteria and the most beautiful young girls you know some of them Uh, were there because they had refused to go to school, and so they had uh, truancy. There's laws that say if you don't go to school, they can charge you with truancy, I guess. I don't know if I'm using the right term. And you can end up in a juvenile detention center. Um, Or they had, you know, petty theft. There were just all sorts of reasons they were there. But as I talked to them one-on-one, I realized A lot of them were um, in foster homes or in foster care um, situations, and they were just young girls who were caught up in bad circumstances and did not have the care and the love that they needed and deserved, and so that really touched my heart, and it stayed on me. I think I mentioned my mom was a social worker and I, she brought home this little black girl. I call her black because her skin was just so beautiful and, and, and dark, um, and soft and smooth. And so, and she had these big eyes. And so my mom brought her to play. I didn't know where my mom had met this child, but, um, as she was doing her social work, for some reason, this girl had touched her heart. And I believe probably because she looked like my mom looked when she was a little girl. So she brought this little girl home. And I remember being hesitant, not wanting to connect. And then finally saying, OK, we can play all day. And so we got into a rhythm of make-believe and playing dolls in this perfect peak room that my my sore mommy had fixed for me. And... Every, the day went really well, and at 3 o'clock, it was time for us to take this little girl home, and she and I were in the back seat, my mom was in the front, and we lived on a hill, and I remember us going down the hill and turning to the left, and as we turned to the left, there was a huge field on the right. And all of a sudden, the door flung open and this little girl ran like she was running for an Olympic medal. I mean, she was booking in this field full of grass, um, some of it taller than, than I. And so we, my mom had to stop the car in the middle of the street, doors open, we're running after her, we get her. And my mom motions for me to grab her feet. My mom has her underneath her arms. And we are literally carrying this girl back to the car. She is twisting and turning and fighting. And when we get in the car, she looks at me. And the look she gave me was of such desperation and such a plea for help. She did not want to go back. And today, I'm going to put on my Facebook page, uh, Mimi Kelly writes. The home, the way her home looked, Um, it was this impoverished area in Tennessee. And so, you know, I remember I can see her, the look in her eye to this very day. Okay, one more thing, and then we're going to close this out. And it was that I was doing shout, duh, at bookstores, um, as I shared, just got a shout, and I was going to elementary school and nonprofits, and I would always have a vocalist back me up. Boy, could she blow. This girl had an angelic voice, Uh, and she came up in the foster care system, and I'm going to tell this story quickly. She came up in the foster care system. She was a single mom of two sons, She didn't have a car, and so I was always, not always, but trying to support her with her sons. Her son ended up in juvenile, um, and I was taking her back and forth, befriended the kid. Um, Long story short, this kid wanted to write a book um, and had someone befriend him to say that he would help him with the publishing. He was just... The kid was a creative genius. I mean, he had drawings that were amazing. Um, And the person that he befriended ended up uh, molesting him, and this kid ended up beating him to death with the statue. And at his murder trial, the mom continued to cry and wail. He had such anger in him because she never understood how to love him as a mother, And she didn't understand to love him as a mother because she had grown up in foster care and gone from home to home to home. And it broke my heart. And I thought, how can we have a system where children are abandoned? And I will always try to do something, anything, to bring them um, a word from God and light. And so, I'm going to continue this shout. I just got to figure out um, how often I will do it. And so, that is uh, the you. He's powerful. He is so powerful. Everything. Everything is created by God. And once you accept that and you understand that power, you will use that power. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. If you use that power that can lift up mountains and weigh them, then you're going to be all right. And I will just close again with Philippians 4, 6, 7. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything with thankful hearts. We are in the Thanksgiving season. Offer up your prayers and requests to God. And that is Beamy Kelly shout for you today, you chosen ones. God bless you. Tomorrow, I'm going to come back with Thankful Thursdays and say how thankful I am. And then Friday, I should have saved my testimonies for Friday. But Friday, we will talk about taking charge and having a testimony. The T of Shout. Okay? God bless you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to this. I am so grateful for anyone who is listening to the sound of my voice today. God bless you. Bye-bye.